oh damn man it's that's happening and that's happened the number one dick rating podcast that's right send us your dicks and we'll rate them top to bottom base to waist baby you know what it is it's dicks time talking about all the biggest dicks in hollywood and outside of hollywood and inside hollywood's pussy and the toes start tapping it's time for that happens what's happening spencer what's happening jeff oh i know what's happening fucking that Holy hell shit. yeah I'm just i'm just realizing that my mic or uh, my camera is a bit off center it would be great to kind of like be like here but i gotta be right on the mic baby no you're you're, you're, you're doing kind of like you're doing like a little like sergio leone kind of you know little 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 side out framing it's a little more um that's a nicer well, composition. You have a disappearing mic. The mic eats my head, and then, hey, look, I got a microphone. And then, <laughs> <laughs> <got a> mic. <laughs> it's fucking, uh, it's like morning talk radio Jeff Davis with the hanging mic coming in front of your head. Yeah, I'm like, uh, like that Howard Stern guy without all the uh, content. I don't know. I never really watched or listened to his show. I'm sure I, it's full of content. Every time I was flipping channels and Howard Stern was on, there would be some prostitute or some <laughs> hooker or stripper doing something awful. Uh, oh. Just one of those things I never really got into. But we're talking about him. Yeah, Hillary Clinton went on um, went on Stern pretty recently, and people are saying it really it really made her seem likable. Um, maybe she should have done that <laughs> in 2016. Like, yeah, maybe she also should have uh, campaigned in Wisconsin. Oh, shit. Oh, snap. 2016 snap. Or was that 2016? No. 2012? I don't know. I mean, you, yeah, campaigning happened. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, I guess it didn't. No, it was 2015. Huh. Whatever. I don't know. Um, Date chat with that happens. Yeah, uh, that happens. Uh, are we, are we uh, new and notable yet on, on, on iTunes, Spencer? Have we crossed over into like the number one with a bullet podcast status? No, I gotta imagine that first. <laughs> we're gonna be. I we're gonna know. because this is the only uh, podcast that answers the question: What happens when bodies start slapping from doing the wild thing? That's Tone Loke from nineteen eighty, whatever. Um, if if we had to update that, I think we'd say: What happens when cheek starts clapping? <laughs> cheek start clapping. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Jeff. I'm freaking nervous. Um, I don't know. I, I've never done this live before. I've never done anything in front of a live audience. Before. That's not true. You did Harmontown for six years. What you did Harmontown for like uh, two decades. I don't know. I don't know. What you traveled. The, about, you man. traveled the country. I don't think that exists. You delighted uh, most of North America with your with your ribald charm and your insouciant uh, mannerisms. Insouciant. So I got these earpod, earbud, earbud maxes on, and everything I say, anything that remotely sounds like Siri, she just comes up and wants a piece of my action. And I'm just too lazy to turn it off right now, so I have to keep turning the, turning the ladies off. If you know what I'm talking about. That situation sounds serious. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, serious. Now there she is again. XM. Yeah. yeah, my Siri goes goes acting up when i'm trying to stream on twitch and then i'm like yo what a good point sarah and then siri's like did you need something <laughs> oh my god i thought i had it turned off on my, yeah, on my phone i'm sure there's a way how you doing kevin day our, our producer extraordinaires i'm doing fantastic so glad to see the show going 
Can we get a can we get a Kevin Day COVID uh, symptom update? So let's check in with Kevin, uh, who has been one foot in the grave for about three months now. Uh, how, you, you look, your 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 smile is brighter. Your eyes are more bushy tailed, if that's possible. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually I'm I'm feeling a pretty much recovered now. Other than a little bit of tiredness, I'm I'm I think I'm back to normal now. Okay. No, no homicidal thoughts or the smelling of cigarettes when you don't smoke. That's kind of died down a little bit. I still uh, occasionally am getting the cigarette smoke smell, but that's that's it, really. <laughs> so weird. Now, you were telling me before the show that your ears have grown lumps and the back of your head has <laughs> grown reverse lumps. Now, is that true? <laughs> it is. I was trying to keep that a secret, but yes, yes, that is true. <laughs> what are reverse lumps? You're getting indentations in the back of your skull? <laughs> yeah, but they feel gross. They feel grosser than normal indentations. Sticky. Right. Wait, so I would describe you're, it. You're, 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 you're losing skull mass. You're just getting divots out of your head. Well, I think kind of like a big golf ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're like these. Well, like a golf ball that'll, that'll make you yeah. that'll make your head uh, more aerodynamic. The little dimples will uh, somehow <laughs> like diminish the air. I feel air faster when I'm running. Yeah. Yeah. In the event that your head needs to fly anywhere, I hope not. <laughs> I hope that you don't get beheaded by some Highlander and your head just goes whistling through the air like a. Tiger Woods T-shots. Yeah, well, you better not make an enemy of us, otherwise we'll send that fucking head flying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or Tiger or Woods, they'll run you over. Uh, a friend of mine was working. Uh, he won't. That's that's not cool. A friend of mine was working on the shoot. He was a set dresser on whatever Tiger Woods was shooting at that uh, at that event, whatever he was doing. And then he uh, he just texted and said, "Hey, everybody, I'm unemployed again. Uh, Tiger Tiger wrecked the car." That killed his employment? Just one car wreck? Well, if, if the star of the show is uh, in a heap uh, off, off the side of a road, yeah, they can't, they're kind of... I think, it's, I, think, I think they go, lunch, everybody, for two weeks <laughs> or, or for six okay. months. Yeah. Yeah, company move. <laughs> company what? move to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> you can't follow Damn. Tiger Woods. He drives too fast. That's insensitive. He's supposed to be, I don't know. I, I have friends that love him, and, and if they heard this, they'd be very upset with me, so I, well, I apologize. Well, he's a complex, controversial figure, you know, but he's a titan in the in the competitive sports scene. He's also just a he, titan, you know, in the historical figure scene. He yeah, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna heal up, and they're going to put some bionic shit in his, in his shins, and he's going to come back and win the Masters again, I guarantee it. So how and, fucked and, up is he? And, Did he get hurt real bad? Real bad. He got some serious, serious leg injuries, I believe, and they're having to like rebuild his muscle tissues or something like that. It's 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 not good. That isn't good because golf is like a full body sport. So I'd imagine if any of your parts aren't working right, like it really throws off your whole swinger. From what I've heard, and this could all be uh, mumbo jumbo uh, hearsay, but uh, apparently the main question that popped to my mind was was he driving under the influence like he had in the past when he was on painkillers and whatnot. But no, he was uh, late to his running late to this uh, shoot, and apparently his driver didn't show up, and so he he hopped into his own car and was just going fast, and uh, so that driver's out of a job, I think. I heard his driver was on the fair. I don't know. I was thinking of like more driving. <laughs> oh, driver! Yes, he, his driver. So he uh, he had he had to take his three wood. <laughs> he had to take his three wood instead. <laughs> That's stupid. And it really it uh, putters, you know, that thing. Putters, yeah. 
Golfing is fun if you're like me and you're a, uh, you're, you're, nothing is too innocuous to be turned into a that's what she said because when you're golfing, it's all about strokes and sticks and balls and uh, holes. And uh, it's something. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, you got to stroke those balls. Sir, that's not how you're supposed to use the ball washer. That's always a good one, too. But you can't even. There are no ball washers on the golf courses now because no one's allowed to touch anything communal. So everyone's walking around with dirty balls, Spencer. It is. Uh, last show, we talked about dirty bottoms. Now we're getting down to dirty balls. Yeah, man. Imagine those dirty bottoms, dirty balls. Ships? Do ships have balls, Jeff? Is that a terminology of ships? Any balls? Um, they do, and uh, they have cannonballs, and okay. uh, and that's uh, you know what a brass monkey is? That's a funky monkey. Cool. You, you ever you've heard the uh, yes? We're really we're really hitting the uh, the eighties hip hop references pretty hard here. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to get onto my Kwame references in a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you've heard the expression, cold enough to freeze the balls off a brass monkey? Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with this? Yeah, it refers to cannonballs somehow. Yeah, I think the brass monkey is the rack that the cannonballs are you know, put on in a, uh, like in a pyramid thing, and, and it holds them in place. And I guess if it gets cold enough, for, they'll shatter and they'll all fly everywhere or something like that. There's some sort of you know, temperature... Uh, anomaly. I don't know. And then the balls, then the balls start flying. I'd love to see that happen. Um, and I'm not just saying that because that's the name of the podcast. But it, I like. <laughs> I wonder if MythBusters has ever tried to bust. I was just. Something. I was just thinking the same thing. I, I'm almost certain I've seen every episode of MythBusters, and I don't think there was a Brass Monkey Balls one. There must be though. That seems like something that's right up Adam Savage's alley. <laughs> were you there when we saw him? We, we were at like some comic-con where the hell were we and he was walking around with a with like a, a a dinosaur bone or a neanderthal bone or something he had like a, he had like some sort of ancient femur and he was just walking around with it like it was a like a like a baton <laughs> no i don't know about that that sounds like it probably <laughs> would have happened at comic -Con. i think he's a big fan yeah. or, or yeah he was uh geeking out with dan because apparently they're best buddies so and i was i, I just had questions about why he was walking around with an enormous femur or tibia or tibia or whatever i'm going to take this pause to have a little frenette bronca because uh it's daytime <laughs> oh frenette bronca it's daytime yeah Burnett drinking's bronca. not just for nighttime anymore frenette bronca when you want beer that drinks like a medicine oh. but no it certainly is not um I still haven't tried the uh, Mountain Dew Major Melon. I, I, I yep. still don't want to try. But you, you, you said that there, it's, it's not a, uh, it's not an easy beverage to find in your local store. No, there's a Mountain Dew beverage or a product tracker that you can use to find um, where all of the different Mountain Dews are located, where you can get them and stuff. And I've been using it to try and find the various Mountain Dews. And uh, the source that I used to go to, one of these Seven Elevens, has dried up. And then I looked on the beverage tracker. And it's not listed there anymore on at that 7-Eleven. And it's basically not any convenience store anymore. It's only available at grocery stores. I'm not going to go to a fucking grocery store. Um, I saw it at like this weird Walgreens, and I tried to go to the Walgreens, but they didn't have it either, even though it said there would be. So I'm kind of jonesing for some ma major melon. I might try and buy some online or something because I really miss it. 
at that 7-Eleven, they had a Diet Major Melon or Major Melon Zero or something. And that was wow. honestly pretty good. Um, I just wish it was disgustingly sweet. So that didn't, you know, it didn't quite scratch that in. Yeah, it sounds awful. Um, also, <laughs> I think the most depressing thing I've ever heard throughout the entire year of this pandemic is that you have a Mountain Dew tracking app. That is, uh, that, that really is some of the most dismal shit I've heard in a pretty bleak time, Spencer. That is, uh, I, 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 I worry about you. I think it's utopian. I, um, I always <laughs> like for years, I thought like, why isn't there some sort of app or like website that you can just plug in some sort of product and then it'll tell you where you can get it in store because presumably the owners of the product would want you to be able to find it wherever, you know, wherever you could buy it and then you could buy it and right. then they could make money. But that's not really happened. But this, the Mountain Dew Tracker is powered by Destiny Product Finder. So I guess Destiny Product Finders is like, uh, is a player in that space that finally has come to exist. But you can't just use, like, there's no Destiny Product Finders app. You have to, you know, use, like, powered by, you have to use Mountain Dew Tracker powered by Destiny Product Finders. So yeah, my dream is still kind of away. I looked into trying to get it, but it's like, it's for corporate vendors. You can't, like, get a consumer version of it. So. So can you, can you go to this place and you say, because I, I know that there's like a McRib tracker that people track through McRib around the country, which again, mm -hmm. sad. Dismal. Sad. Sad. Uh, okay. I, I, I wanted to get a McRib and I tried it and it was really bad because I don't like McDonald's uh, barbecue sauce. But then I was like, what if I got it with no barbecue sauce and I supplied my own barbecue sauce? Oh, good. that's or a sandwich hack. Terrible. You're a sa yeah, sandwich hacker. So bad. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a hack that destroyed the mainframe because it was horrible. Wait, because because the bread and the McRib meat is so like it's it's beyond salvation. Even if you pick your favorite barbecue sauce, yeah, that's what I learned. Is that it just tastes disgusting? It tastes like just this horrible, fake kind of preserved pork. I, I don't know. You know, like I think a lot of people like the McRib, and a lot of people are like, I can't imagine eating a fucking McRib, but. I guess I'm in the the latter. I, I mean, I haven't eaten anything from McDonald's since like maybe 1992, oh. 91, um, maybe 1990. Uh, because before I was a uh, vegetarian, I was such an anarchist man, and McDonald's <laughs> is just you know, it's make poison, bro. It's make profit. <laughs> we, me and my friend, profit. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Me and my friend. Uh, Oh, I won't say his name because we committed a pretty serious crime together. Yeah, his name right. was his, his his name was Mick, and Mick, if you're listening, I love you. Uh, and he was like the like the the Christian Slater of our of our high school. Like he was like having sex with like adult like married ladies and, and stuff, and he wore like a leather jacket. And uh, uh, he's a good now he's got like a family, and he he wears like shirts with cufflinks and stuff like that. So he's lost all of his <laughs> punk credential, Mick. Yeah. Um, Used to be a punk rocker, and now you, you don't even say oi oi. Uh, so now he's a wool soccer. We used to go to the McDonald's on Whittier Boulevard when we were in high school, and we would steal the McDonald's flag every night, and then we would take the American flag and run it upside down, bro. Well, it, it was a travesty with that McDonald's sign. It was like a national tragedy when you took that McDonald's sign. So it was really appropriate, right? But then here's the thing. How many flags do they have to lose before they they thought about putting a padlock on the thing on 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 the on the pulley system? And was, we just kept taking them. Um, there was another friend of ours who hated McDonald's more than we did, 
and he would go by this guy. I think I don't know if he's still doing time, but he did go to jail for uh, armed ro- armed robbery. Yeah, he was he was he was purse snatching at knife point and stuff, and then using the credit cards. It's the perfect crime. So yeah, I I, I, I I think he's probably still like doing some serious time up in Chino. But um, this guy was trouble. But he had a wrist rocket in the console of his Mustang and ball bearings. And every night, and this, again, this is before, this is late 80s, early 90s. So it was before there was cameras everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. There wasn't, you know, security cams all over the joint. And he would pull up at the stoplight and then open up his window and go, zap, 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 with a wrist rocket and take all the plate glass window down. And, uh, Yeah. But one time, me and Mick went into the, that very same McDonald's, and I pretended to be ordering and not knowing what I wanted. So I walk up to the counter, and I'm like, oh, "I think I'll have a th- cheeseburger now. Let's see, fillet of fish. I don't know if I'm in the mood." And like, like just like just hemming and hawing. And while I was doing that, Mick was laying down in front of me with one of those big, uh, gr- like graffiti markers, like the I think they called them Magnum 44s, like a big serious marker, big fat tip. And he wrote like twenty or thirty McPoison, McProfit, McCancer, McDeath, and, <laughs> and completely covered the the front of the counter, which is that kind of like that fake brick facing they had. And then I thought, oh, you know what? I don't even have my wallet. And I walked out, and Mick scuttled away like a little hedgehog. And we just, oh man, I I can't believe I I can't believe I didn't spend more time in jail than I have. And it, I mean, it was only it was only two and a half days or whatever it was, but still. Um, Those were the good old days. When times were bad. Yeah, we, we graffitized uh, banks. Uh, we, we, we were fucking hardcore, dude. Totally hardcore. Could those wrist rockets and ball bearings take out a car window? Or oh, absolutely. Window, like, reinforced? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you could take down like a, a rhino at 300 paces. I've been thinking about getting, um, getting a, a slingshot, but I want it to be like kind of like a crossbow where you can load it and then once it's loaded you know you no longer have to use both hands because i want to keep something in my car that when like someone like cuts me off or something i could just blast their window because like my my imagination was always like i just want to have a bucket of rocks in the passenger seat and so when someone does something that pisses me off i'll just like huck a rock at their car but you know you can get you could get a lot better with like some sort of slingshot yeah when i was in college i was coming up the 10 freeway on my way back to usc uh in uh, beautiful South Central Los Angeles, and uh, somebody had cut me off, or I'd accidentally cut somebody else off. But now there was a uh, there was a, a chase was happening. This person was like leaning out the window. I think his passenger was got the back window, trying to punch my car. And now I'm starting to speed up, and I had the worst car. I had uh, a 1982 Volkswagen Scirocco that really did not belong on the road. Uh, it was it was just uh, sketchy, and. Uh, it was not designed, or at least in the condition that I put it in, uh, to go over 40 miles an hour. So I'm going like 70 up to 10 freeway, and this person is on my butt, and so I'm brake checking him to flash the lights, and he's skidding out because he thinks he's going to hit me. And I thought well, I thought fast, and uh, I had a bunch of pennies and nickels in my console and just lobbed him out the window and completely just, like, cracked up his windshield. And then the chase was on, but I think I had the advantage because he couldn't really see that well. But uh, that, that, that wasn't a good idea. I'm going to say, Spencer, don't get the wrist rocket and shoot people's windows out if they, uh, if they offend you on the road. I don't know. It seems like it couldn't go wrong, you know? You know, you know what they don't have in jail? They don't have 
the Mountain Dew tracking systems that you require. <laughs> no, they have a Mountain Dew tracking system. It's just a guy. Like, you got to give him cigarettes. <laughs> and the answer is always, no, we don't have that. Yeah, no. You can't yeah. get that. <laughs> yes. Hey, Ray Ray, do we have any Mountain Dew Major Melon? Still no. God damn it. That's my last pack of cigarettes. Why do I keep doing this? <laughs> Um, so I don't know. I, I, I have a, a fun, a fun, long, long running, uh, news segment. Should we crack into that? A deep, 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 deep news. <laughs> oh, by the way, audience, let me take this moment to pause Spencer and say that sure. uh, we, we did get some awesome submissions for music that people <laughs> have provided us for possible use in our, in our, in our famous segments. Uh, and so we're, we're going to try to start, uh, Involving those at some point, and there'll be there's going to be music at the front and the back. It's going to the the production values are going to be um, pretty wild. All it's right, so be, go ahead, Spencer. Be skyrocketing, but yeah, oh, yeah. In, in the news today, it turns out that the Nazis are outed again. So oh no, shit! I know it's it's no good, but yeah, that's that's and that's the news, Jeff. Um, I don't even know if we have because we want to be playing D and D at some point today. But I wanted to pitch. I wanted to talk to you about my movie pitch. I have this movie pitch. Um, okay, lay it so on. I haven't. I haven't told you about this. But okay. So so okay. Imagine, the date is, in the past. Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, whose names you might recall, um, they're they're gearing up. They're strapping up. We're seeing their homemade videos. These anarchist videos of of how the world must pay and stuff and they're strapping up grabbing their guns you know making their making their homemade bombs right <laughs> so uh, they 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 show up at Columbine you know all ready to rock and roll to commit you know one of the biggest shootings in our in our time and uh, so they're they're posted up i think it, you know historically they posted up on kind of like a, a little hill or kind of like an incline so they had like a good sniper's position and they're they're ready to rock and roll. Um, and then what happens? But a green flash of light comes throughout the whole the whole world, and suddenly, who comes out of the school? But fucking zombies! All of the, all the students, everyone at the school, <laughs> has turned into zombies, Jeff. And they realize we were about to you know go down in history as America's villains. But if we stop a zombie apocalypse. We could be heroes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait. So this is just a qu hang on. Uh, studio note. So it was if they had been in the school and not up on their little grassy knoll, they would have also been turned into zombies. Presumably, yeah. All the faculty, everyone's zombies. There's not a non-zombie in the in the house. Right. Okay. And yeah. Who, so there was some. There was knows, some. Yeah. Who knows why it was you know centered on the school. <laughs> Maybe like a meteor crashes into the school or something. Who knows? You know, right? Um, or yeah, or, or yeah. There, there was some some zombie. Th there was like like there was like one zombie, and then started eating that. All, like so, like because they were out planning their attack, the the two uh, Columbine shooters would would be shooters, right? Uh, something spread rapidly on campus while they were away doing their preparations. And then they realized, like you say, oh, we can now kill zombies and be on the cover of Time magazine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I like it. it and, and instead of being social pariahs like we were doomed to be our whole lives, we'll actually be, you know, world-renowned world, world -renowned heroes. So, you know, they're killing zombies and the gunfire is like, 
has drawn reports and so the cops get involved and the cops show up and they're like no no stop shooting what are you doing and they're like you don't understand these are zombies and so then the cops start getting ate by zombies and they realize oh these guys are actually the good guys and so they actually have to end up like helping and saving the cops and it's this whole mess and you know they eventually um they make their way to the library and there's like way more zombies than they ever thought possible um, and so they kind of make their last stand in the in the in the in the hallway and they're like, if a single zombie gets out of this place, you know, the world as we know it is over. The cops can't handle this, you know. Um, and then like at the very end, they've like, you know, there's a desperate standoff where the zombies are ho- like just just running into the into the into the school and stuff into the library. And then they 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 kill the last zombie and then they realize they've both been bitten and they're like, <sighs> oh, no. The only way to stop <laughs> to stop the uh, you know the zombie apocalypse is we gotta kill each other, and so yeah. then they do, and then like a cop is like you know they'll never believe like no one will ever believe this happened, and then it just gets reported on the news. You know it's like the biggest school shooting. <laughs> They're calling it Columbine, <laughs> you know, and then that's like the credit. <laughs> and I think it could you know it's a it's a fun family film like who would you know I think I, don't see I any think I, I, I first of all I think it's a great idea I, I think it's high time that we uh that we make school shooters the heroes yeah you know, it really sends a positive message it, it is it's like they're not you know given enough weaponry and, the, and and bad enough intentions you know maybe you and I could also be heroes yeah exactly these guys are role yeah. models to emulate and the world just um, didn't know. I, c- can I pitch a title okay. for your film? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was thinking, it's not, I don't know if this is good. I'll keep working on it. But uh, all I've got right now is Column Brains. <laughs> Bowling for Zolum. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. Um, what about um, you, Kevin? You got any? You got a title pitch? Any any constructive oh. feedback regarding? We've lost your audio, Kevin. This, you, this idea. I think you're mute. Yeah, he's muted, but he might have other problems. Oh, okay. He doesn't like it. He 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 can't be involved in this. I'm hearing. <laughs> he's His holding dad up was a legal a, pad that yeah. says, "I'm calling the cops." Yeah. Kevin, are, are you seeing any like live feeds of people's comments? Like, if you see anybody that's commenting and they have a good title for Spencer Zombie. Uh, Columbine movie. Uh, Just go I'd be ahead happy and, to hear and them. Shout it out loud with your mic that works. He's pretending his mic isn't working, ladies and gentlemen, because he's trying to distance himself from Spencer's horrible uh, t- <laughs> heroification. Hero, hero deification? I don't know. Deification, people. yeah. Sure. But yeah, I, I think I, I, I think it, I think it's a very good idea. I think you're gonna. <laughs> I, I would say that's probably going to go straight to a streaming thing more than a, than a major theatrical release. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this. I pitched it to Quibi, and they immediately exploded. Like, I think that might be what killed Quibi. <laughs> okay, I, I got an, I got another pitch. Maybe it's maybe it's kind of a sequel, or at least it's part of the like it's under the same production company, or they kind <laughs> of. Um, the nine eleven hijackers are aboard American Airlines flight, whatever. And they're ready to uh, hijack the plane and box commit. Box cutters drawn. Yeah, yeah, box cutters drawn. I, I'm in my version. They also have. They, they somehow have guns. They 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 3D printed some 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 okay. you know carbon fiber weaponry and so like they're 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 they're, they're way more heavily armed than the uh, 
than you know nine eleven. But again, this is a movie, Spencer. This is, I get to take mm-hmm. a little license here. And right before they start to attack the flight attendants and take over the cockpits, they realize that there are snakes on the plane. And they instead turn their military training into protecting the passengers and themselves. You know, it's all, it starts as self-interested because they don't want to get eaten by snakes either. And so they right. start killing those motherfucking snakes on that motherfucking plane. And then they realize they've got the admiration and the adulation of all of these grateful passengers. And, it, and, and again, sometimes all a terrorist or a school shooter needs is just to feel uh, wanted, uh, loved, respected. Uh, so they kill the snakes. I think that's act one. I think it goes somewhere weird after that. Because there's other planes in there. I think there's different... You could do it like Harrison Ford's like on one, like and it's like a... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. I got, a, I got, a, I got another pitch. Um, <laughs> the Titanic is... <laughs> Right, right. No, I don't. I don't know. I yes, don't and and the iceberg realizes <laughs> that he's the hero. The next Hitler is on the Titanic. Yes, right. And the iceberg gets a call from fucking yeah. the Queen of England. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I did. I just had this idea like ages ago, and I was like, "This is the stupidest fucking worst idea I've ever had." And I don't have a podcast, so it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Just not do anything um you know like I, I i don't know so i told my friends about it uh, a couple of friends of mine and they were like this is really funny and and, and horrible and then i was like yeah this fucking sucks but now we have a podcast <laughs> so i can't i i kind of wanted to bring this up on the harmontown reunion um but i i, I don't know i like saving it for our show better because you know yeah we nothing we can't do anything wrong you know well we're, i we're, hope we're golden gooses I hope you have copyrighted this or at least d- d- done the thing where you put it in an envelope and mail it to yourself and so you have the uh, the postage, uh, you know, the the postmark on it because mm-hmm. um all of our how many Kevin wh- how many listeners are we up to 2.5 million? <laughs> Certainly one of those at least one of our that happens listeners is already trying to steal that idea and 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 beat you to the punch there. <laughs> I, I kind of hope that happens. I would love for someone else to take the fall for this. So that could be really good. Um, oh, yeah. Kevin just typed in the chat that we we have 10 billion uh, viewers. So I don't know how that could be oh. wrong. Oh, wait. Is that, are you, is that for real, Kevin? That's a real number. That's, we, we have 25,000 viewers on the stream right now. That makes but me I don't think know that if... something's broken about this. I don't know. 25,000 seems like an awfully round number. What are the chances that it was a 25,000 right on the dot? That, that's I'm just, sure right. that's, it, it's 572 and Kevin just wants us to feel like good people so that yeah. we don't, so that we don't try to commit a horrible atrocity and then luck out by turning into the heroes of the day. <laughs> 572. I'd be very proud of that. Honestly. I mean, you know, we haven't really promoted this other than like to the, the Straub home video audience, which admittedly is, I understand to be a very large audience. So, you know, I mean, even 572, Fantastic. I think, would be great. And so, Kevin, uh, I know that right after us, we have Callie Kazoo coming on, uh, being uh, awesome. Talk. and play. He can nod. I can see him on the thing. Okay. Can the audience see him? I, oh, I, feel, like, I feel like Kevin just wants to disown us. He's the most tech-savvy person I know. His mic doesn't work. Seems a little, yeah. a little convenient. 
<laughs> and then a, a Shrab Home video on after that, Kevin? Just not if you, if like, yes, Kevin is saying yes. I yeah. think his mic has COVID. Kevin, don't say anything if you're building pipe bombs. <laughs> did I, I talk about this? Uh-huh. Did, I, did I mention on, I think I did on the Harmontown reunion that I think I was exposed to COVID in like, like December or January in Italy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where you mentioned it. He, uh, say it again, though, in case you didn't mention it. Well, people yeah, uh, Laura Austin, my, my friend and ex-girlfriend, we were in Corsica, uh, which is, I guess, France, but it's they don't like to think of themselves as French. They like to think of themselves as Corsican. And then we went to Italy, and then she got wildly sick, and we tried to figure out what the symptoms were, and the best of that, at the time, because COVID wasn't a thing yet that we knew about, and right. uh, we thought it was West Nile, like West Nile flu or fever, but not like the full-on virus. I think there's different levels of West Nile or something. But she was really, 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 really sick. And then looking back on it, all of the symptoms that she had were absolutely COVID. She couldn't uh, breathe. She lost uh, smell and taste and the aches and the whole thing, the respiratory stuff, like the sore throat. It, it was it, She had COVID. And uh, what I had... It's Fernet Branca. <laughs> Fernet Branca. No virus can withstand it. <laughs> Absolutely destroys COVID. Now, I heard, Jeff, that um, you, you, know, you were in contact with the virus, and the virus actually thanked you. Because apparently yes. before that, its spike protein hadn't developed. So you actually are like, hey, how about a, how about a spike protein? That might you know, make you increase your virality. And they're like, thank you. Thank you. And then I saw the virus, and uh, long story short, I'm fucking it. And I, Spencer, I mean fucking it. You were clapping them cheeks. Yes. I gave, uh, I gave COVID a bad case of meat. You know what I'm talking about. A little vitamin Jeff is, D. Jeff is essentially <laughs> um, Chuck Norris. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just... My bloodstream is so toxic that... Uh, like, I just don't really get sick. I, I, I thought it was because I was vegetarian, but I think it's just because I'm pickled. All of my <laughs> friends, all of my friends that, like, that are, I have a very small bubble of, of uh, lockdown friends that I see. You know, we don't, we don't misbehave and get too close and stuff like that. But we, we, we see each other. I go golfing with a handful of buddies, which is nice and socially distant. And uh, you feel like you're exercising, but really you're just uh, drinking and uh, chasing, chasing balls, if you know what I'm talking about. And none of us has ever had the tickle of a cough or a sore throat. <laughs> we're just we're just drinking. Well, you so, might have COVID antibodies from you know being exposed I, to Laura. I want to go get the test. I hope I just didn't get it and then was just spreading it around. And that's why it, uh, the moment I left Rome, Rome became like the biggest hotspot in Europe. So it might have been my fault. Yeah, I mean, I think that yeah, I, I, there's been theories that it was actually circulating earlier than we caught, and I certainly think that's the case, just because like. What are the odds that like one person or, you know, the first batch of people get sick and are like, oh, shit, it's that's that's that. That must be this new thing. Let's test it. Oh, there it is. We caught the very first incidence of this. You know, it's like it had to have been circulating quite a bit before we even caught it. And yeah. especially in America. Um, but who knows? Yeah. And it would take a certain number of cases and lots of different doctors talking to each other all around the world, probably to, to realize that, that that something was happening. And then we have to figure out what it is and give it a name and like and start working on it right i'm starting o o over the last couple days to 
feel optimism. Uh, it's remote optimism, but the idea that, like the way the the, the vaccinations are being uh, shipped out and people are getting them, uh, and the numbers are starting to drop, hopefully. And, uh, and although Mississippi and Texas are doing everything they can to fuck it all up for everybody, um, so dumb, so dumb. Austin, can we can we just take a big Bugs Bunny saw and cut Austin out of Texas and just bring it like to Nevada, like right on the California border, so we just have Austin here and we don't have to deal with with like the other people. Yeah, they say keep Austin weird, but they never said keep Austin here. Oh you know shit, that's a loophole. That's a legal loophole. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, Your Honor, it was clearly never stated. Um, I think, yeah. I, I I just want like I want Portland and not, but then not a lot of Oregon. Certain parts of Oregon, same. Uh, but Portland, you like? Yeah, I was ranting I the other day that I don't like. There's the I feel like there's this kind of I don't know. You know, I I've traveled I've traveled a little bit. I I wouldn't say like I'm much of a you know American traveler, but I've been to different places. And I like Southern California the best in terms of the people. Like, there's a lot to like about the people in other places, but I just like the vibe of Southern California. But, like, you kind of go up the Pacific, like, the, the West Coast towards, like, Northern California and Oregon and um, Washington and eventually to, like, Canada. And it's, like, to me, this continuum of, continuum of like, Pacific Northwest behavior. The farther north you get, like, the more cranked up it is until you're, like, in full-on Canada. And I don't know. Yeah. Something about that vibe I'm just, I just don't like. It just grates on me. I don't know what it is. I like Southern California because people just leave you the fuck alone. Like, you can be, like, screaming or, like, throwing up or shitting on the floor. And people just kind of walk by you as if there's nothing to look at, you know? And I just, you that's, tell that's us, what I want. You want to tell us more about that story? Oh, yeah. So this one day I was in, um, um, uh, what do you call it? I was in Washington. I was in Seattle. I was at the Space Needle. Is that in Seattle? It is. Yeah, so I went up on the Space Needle, started vomiting, shitting, and screaming. <laughs> and everyone was like, hey, come on, man. You're better than that. And I'm like, pretend this is Southern California. Leave me alone. Yeah. I don't want to be noticed. Yes, you got to chill out, bro. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not better than me. <laughs> I don't know why. Or, I mean, I guess I kind of do. There's a saying in my little small group of friends that I see. Um, and, uh, there's one little outdoor bar that we all go to and, uh, the, the expression is take it easy, it's California. So any, any, any time like, if someone drops something, take it, hey, take it easy, it's California. And that, that's, I think that's what you're talking about. That's the vibe. You got to take it easy. Yeah. Don't be dropping shit in California. Are you kidding yeah. me? I, I love traveling when, when that was, uh, allowed and safe, uh, <laughs> And I, I I love going to new places or places like revisiting places I've been to before. I love coming back to L.A. I like even back in the day when there was really heavy smog here. You get off the plane and you could just feel the air was already in your lungs. And you could kind of like taste it. I was like, oh, such a good. I love it. And like you can you you can grab the air here. Yeah, we used to you know we used to travel for Harmontown and stuff, and Dan would get a car service. But after a point, I started um, just driving myself to the airport because and then like parking at the airport parking lot because there's very little more I love than getting off the plane and just getting in my own car and then just driving through L.A. to my house. And I would sometimes take like surface streets and not even like take the freeways and stuff because it's like, man, this is like uh, more than like my apartment or my bed or anything. Just being in my car is like that's that's kind of my home. You know, that's where I feel the most comfortable and like in control. 
Well, I'll tell you what. Most of the neighborhoods between the airports and where you live, uh, you, that's not a neighborhood where you want to be wrist-rocketing people who cut you off on the road. Uh, there will be return fire. I can't say that I've ever witnessed any really bad driving when I've been through those areas. It's, yeah, because all... yeah, I, I, you don't. Uh, <laughs> There's a cool stereotype for you. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, people in those neighborhoods know how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> I've also, like, I've also felt like San Diego... I'm not a huge fan of San Diego, like downtown San Diego. There's there's little pockets of around San Diego that are cool, but with, like if you have to go down to Comic Con, I hate San Diego. It's just and there's so many fights. You see fights in bars all the time. It's just like bros with tribal tattoos and wallet chains named like Nick and, and uh, like Superman cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> now they're fighting each other. I don't know. People are like, no, well, maybe it's because the military. Then the, the, the Pendleton military people are fine. I've, I've never seen them act up. Um, they have, I think, a code of ethics, and they can get kicked out and shit. But uh, I've seen so many bar fights in the, the several times I've been in San Diego. In Los Angeles, you really don't see them that much. Um, the drawing room is my dive bar, and that place is pretty frisky, and there's, uh, there's a lot of illicit behavior going on in there, but nobody gets in a fight. And I... Is that because people are better behaved there or because they don't know what that other person is holding in terms of weaponry or or they get on their phone and call up uh, their posse? Uh, so everybody just kind of just takes it easy. California. California. Uh, see, yeah. no, Siri. Uh, I didn't say, hey, Siri. I said, take it easy. Come okay. on, Siri. What are you doing? Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I don't think it's necess- like I, I wouldn't say that like I know it has nothing to do with the military. But it's like I, I would conjecture that it's less military folks and more people that are like not in the military, but they kind of like identify like, oh, yeah, I'm just like the military. Me and them would get along or whatever. And, you know, those kind of people are like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to get fights and you can't tell me what to do and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like in New York, I've been to some really bad places in New York, like some really rough bars and everyone's just minding their business because like, like everybody here is crazy. Everybody here might stab you, everybody, like, or or give you some horrible STD just airborne across the bar. Um, so everybody just leaves it, and you can misbehave. Like the double down in Las Vegas, I've seen stuff go on in there. Like, like at one point, I was like, "What do you have to do to actually get thrown out of this bar?" And I think you have to commit a felony murder. And even then, they call you they call you a taxi. Right. <laughs> Where does the taxi go? I guess back home. Uh. Uh, to uh, I had, I, there's probably a funny joke there. Uh, to the Hard Rock, bro, straight Hell to the Hard yeah. Rock. Hell yeah! <laughs> to the Peacock Lounge, man. By the Hard Rock, the Hard Rock. If there's a the Hard, hard rock, rock, we yes. don't know it. Yes, killing elderly uh, musicians by letting them do cocaine in our hotel since 1989. <laughs> I had tickets to go see the Who there, and uh. Between the time our plane took off in Burbank to the time we landed, which is a 45-minute flight, uh, John Entwistle had died <laughs> in the hard rock. And because he thought, you know, I'm I'm 69. Uh, I haven't done coke in a while, but, you know, it's Vegas. <gasps> just boom. Like, <clears throat> the end. No show. Oh, no. But we called an audible, and we went and saw Don Rickles. And I, you know what? i got to tell you. That sounds good. I love Don Rickles more than I love The Who. I like The Who. I love Don Rickles. Because The Who, for me, isn't doesn't have that, what, what do you call it? Racism. <laughs> he was telling jokes 
in the year 2000. And I was like, wow, it's great. Just good fun. And nobody cared. Everybody was laughing because he makes fun of everybody. Yeah. yeah. He, Old he, people or something else. Yeah. I Don Rickles. I once saw him outside of the House of Blues like a couple years before that. And I was like, to this girl I was with, I was like, oh my God, that's Don Rickles. And she goes, go say hi. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go over and interrupt Don Rickles just to say hi to him. That's not meeting somebody. That's just bothering somebody. I said, right. if I ever meet Don Rickles, it either, either will happen or it will not happen. And I hope it will be meeting him. And I got to meet him. And so, uh, and he told some great stories. It's just good stuff. Like he, Frank's, yeah. Frank Sinatra stories that are just good, good, good old times. I got no shade against, you know, people who meet celebrities, but I've never really felt compelled to be all like, oh, it's that guy over there. Let me, let me go say hi, get a picture, take an autograph and any of that stuff. I just, I don't know. I, it, to me, like, you know, that kind of moment that you'd get from it feels the same as just saying, oh, I saw him over there, you know, like, right. I, I, and that's just me personally, but it's like, yeah, I saw, I saw a fucking, uh, uh, what do you, what is, what's it? Uh, the, the guy who made interstellar Christopher, Christopher Nolan, right? I saw him uh-huh. walking down Vermont Avenue. It's like, I don't need to say anything to him. It's still kind of cool. Just seeing him go down. Mm-hmm. I just I walk up and just give him a, just, Offer like a low five, like yeah, give him one of those. The only person, well, not the only. I'm sure. I, I know you like people that have heard me on podcasts before know that I'm a name dropping son of a gun, and uh, so I, I don't drop names. I spike them like footballs. Uh, I don't think I'm super star fuckery. I think you know, like like it's it, it, like if I met if I if I saw David Bowie, I would freak out, but I wouldn't know what to do. Now I'd really freak out because he's dead, but. Um, yeah. like, like what would you do if you saw David Bowie? Like you, you'd kind of have to go over there or I'd be too scared. I wouldn't do it. The only person that I can think of off, off the top of my head where I completely just walked up and said, hello, I'm, I'm Jeff. I'm a huge fan of yours. Can I please get a picture with you? Billy Zane. Fucking Billy Zane. We're at a party. I was drunk. He looked drunk. And I knew that if I had a picture, I said, a friend of mine is your biggest fan. He's a guitarist in a, in a famous rock band. And he goes, oh, I know him. And I go, yeah, so he's going to be so mad that I have a picture with you. And so this, we, we just took a bunch of pictures, like hugging and like high-fiving and flipping off the camera. So <laughs> he, he, made, he made it good. Yeah, I feel like one of the, uh, and I'm sure there's more, but like one of the only people that I'd really get starstruck by is uh, Gillian Jacobs. And I have been starstruck by her, and I've had to like share space with her and interact with her and like hold it together. And it's just always did, been did- so hard. When you were on the, when you were on Community, uh, did, you, did you have scenes with her? You must have. No, I, I had scenes with Allison Brie and Danny Pudi, and I was I, I I didn't feel anywhere near that same way. I mean, I just kind of have a crush on Gillian Jacobs. I mean, who doesn't, right? But yeah. um, totally. but like, I, so I think that's a big part of it too. But I, I feel like I held it together pretty well with Danny and Allison, and they were really nice. It was it was really cool. Like I felt when I when I did that, I felt really accepted. Like I had my own you know in, anxiety and insecurities and baggage that I was bringing to the table. So I feel like I was, you know, somewhat closed off. But I think for their part, they they want, you know, they made me feel as as like welcome and belonging as as anyone possibly could. Like, you know, I mean, I was there because of let's be honest, I was there because of nepotism, you know, just because I knew Dan. Like, that's the only like I have no, you know, uh, reason to be on that show, to be acting any of this. You know, I'm not an actor. I can't do lines very well. I wasn't very good, you know. We probably use my best takes or whatever, but I would fuck up the lines. We'd take multiple takes. I'd have like two lines and I'd fuck them up, you know? So 
but you know you wouldn't even know it from from talking to them they were so nice and so supportive and stuff and it it was almost as if i was just like any guest star or actual like famous person that was coming through it was so cool and they had a great dynamic and uh brie larson was also really cool and you know she was talking about cool stuff and i was like man brie larson's so cool i mean i always i already knew that danny and allison but i i didn't you know i never met her so it was cool that's awesome yeah, like when you're talking about like like if you if you saw you see Christopher Nolan walking down the road, yeah, you saw him going up and saying, "Hey, I want to be able to say that I met you," and he goes, "Okay, great." That's not meeting somebody necessarily, right? Um, I mean, yeah, it's, I, I I guess like I don't know what someone wants out of that. You know, it's like maybe if I understood that, then I could get behind him. But I see, I I, I, I feel like I met to, uh, um, Jesus Christ, my brain. Tony Bennett. I was going to say Tony Curtis. Uh, I met Tony Curtis. Uh, Tony Bennett. I feel like I met Tony Bennett. We did not exchange a single word to each other. But but I feel like I had an encounter with him where I felt like that feels like meeting Tony Bennett. Have, have I ever told you this one? No. Uh, I, was at, I was at my ex. The first girlfriend I was ever in love with. This is a long, long time ago. I think I was 24 or 5. Uh, and 23, 24. And she was at she was the maid of honor in her friend's wedding, at this very fancy wedding up in Montecito by Santa Barbara at the Four Seasons, I think. So it was big money, and I had one suit, my 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 first suit that I ever got, and but it it, it was a good nice dark suit, so it works at a wedding. And my ex was being a pain in the butt. She was stressing out about being the maid of honor. I'm like, it's not your day, like like like. But she was really trying to, if I can. My opinion was that she was trying to steal the thunder. And mm -hmm. she was like dieting like mad before the wedding so she'd be the thinnest and sexiest one up there. And I was like, just like have a big ass and let your friend have the moment. Like just like <laughs> you don't have to win your friend's wedding. You could have the biggest and, ass. <laughs> and she she was she was already beautiful, like it's like like but she was just like obsessing about looking like like steal the show. And uh that that was my impression anyway. And she scared the hell out of me. She was a few years older than me, and I was very intimidated by her. And I, uh, sh she was just terrifying. And so I didn't really know what to do with her a lot, a lot of the time. So I, I would just flee the scene sometimes. So she was being a bummer in the hotel room getting ready for the wedding. And I was like, okay, you know what? You do your thing. I, I'm going to go take a walk. <clears throat> so I, and I was just like, oh, God, like just the headache of dealing with all of this stuff. Cause I, I always felt like I was doing something wrong and never, nothing was ever good enough. And I had to constantly be the perfect man, the perfect boyfriend. And the stress of that was driving me insane. We were only together for four months. It felt like, like two years. And, uh, and she, she, I'm not saying she's a bad person. I'm just saying that like, I couldn't handle it. I wasn't man enough to know what my role is in that kind of situation. So right. certainly a, a lot of it was me being a weenie and, so, but I'm, I'm, I'm just wiped out. I was like, I'll see you later. I'm going to go take a walk. And I walked to this edge of this wall and there's this Pacific ocean down below. And it's absolutely a beautiful day out. And I see off to my right, about 10 feet away, an elderly gentleman having a cigarette, like leaning on the, on the wall. And he's having a cigarette. And I look over and it's Tony Bennett. I'm like, and I love Tony Bennett. And he just takes the cigarette out of his mouth. And like, if, if you you're, if the camera's uh, me, he looks over and he sees me and he goes, <sighs> and 
And I was like, tell me about it. I didn't say it, but the, the look was like, yeah, one of those days. <laughs> so I, I think that's more of a conversation than walking up and saying, hey, Tony Bennett, I, I, can I have your autograph? Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's that's what I mean. It's like it's, it's still a moment. I mean, that seems particularly special. You know, it's like because it, he actually kind of had some sort of like energy between you and him. But but yeah, I, I think like that stuff's just interesting. And it's like, what are they going to say? Oh, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. No, actually, uh, I, I I love being on the set of that. It's like, is that that special? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, do should we should we try and do some D and D maybe? Yeah. Let's let, let's at least get let's, let's at least get this. Wow. This is Let's get this thing rolling, man. I'm I'm excited about this. Um. So as of if if you are just tuning in and uh, or if you forget the last episode. Spencer rolled my statistics, and you rolled some very hot dice, or die, as I understand, right? We, we, I got some very high numbers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on now. I don't know. So you're playing a tabaxi. I don't think we can really see that. But, that doesn't work. Uh, you know, we could, we could post that somewhere. Um, maybe, yes. Maybe on the That Happens Pod Instagram or something. At or That on Happens the, Pod. On, yeah, or on the website. We can do all sorts of things. Um, or maybe so even yeah. on the Reddit, r slash That Happens Pod. Uh oh, we have a Reddit. Of course we do. Oh yeah. yeah. Is it and is it too soon for me? To, is it too soon for me to be terrified of what goes on, on on our Reddit? Well, I'm gonna be ruling that Reddit with an iron fist. So if anyone says anything untoward, I'll just be blocking and banning fascistically. And because I always believe that the internet is not meant to be democracy, it's meant to be a military dictatorship. And if you don't like it, I Fuck will yeah. murder you and execute your family. <laughs> so you know that's yeah. that's what I think the internet should be. Um, and, I agree. and I govern with that in mind. I mean, I'm a benevolent dictator. Don't get me wrong, but just don't cross me. And, yes, and, I, I, and really, I, I, don't I, get me wrong, or I'll kill you. I, I don't want to go on the internet to uh, to get commentary and notes and and uh, <clears throat> and critiques. I come here to find out how great I am. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll probably be nice, but just so you know, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Okay, so I'm a, I am a tabaxi, which is a cat humanoid. Uh, I'm fairly tall. What would we call me? Maybe like what? Six, 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 seven? How, how tall do tabaxis get? I think tabaxis are average height. Um, I don't know if they get like oh. much taller than people, but they could. Okay, uh, um, we'll just make it my height. My, my, my tabaxi is six foot four. I, I, I read somewhere that they were, they were slightly tall, but that's not important. They might be taller. I, I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know. I trust okay, you, actually. Over. We'll go with six five. Not that that's ever going to come into play. Okay. Um, I'm a swashbuckler, but here on the character sheet, it says rogue level one. Oh, level one. Humble beginnings. Yeah, I am. I am chaotic good, and uh, for the name of my character uh, as my Tabaxi swashbuckler. And again, I'm, I'm envisioning and envisioning a black cat. And I talked to uh, Cassandra Church, Church uh, of of Church fame. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I kind of wanted to model my cat after her cat McQueen, and her cat is a breed called a, a black Cornish Rex, and they're very cool looking and kind of spooky. And uh, McQueen will give you nightmares, and so will my character. I'm going to name my character um, after a kitty cat name, and then also after a 15th century, I think 15th century, Spanish poet. So my character's name, Spencer, and all of you out there, is going to be Fuzzy Knuckles de Quevedo. <laughs> Fuzzy Knuckles de Quevedo. De Quevedo. Q-U-E-V-E-D-O. Um... And I'm just dressed mostly in black. Got a cape. I got one of those hats that kind of like kind of slants down over one eye, so you don't know what's really going on in my mind. And uh, <laughs> but I'm also 
kind of a wine dr- drinker and 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 uh, a joke teller, and I'm a, I'm a fun loving person until it's time to take out the steel, baby, because uh, uh, I will put daylight in you if you know what I mean. And uh, so how? That's what you call your penis. <laughs> I, call, I call my penis daylight. <laughs> Have you had any daylight on you? <laughs> I don't want some. Oh boy. Uh, I think that was good. That was a great joke. I'm stealing that. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So, do you, so lay on me, Spencer. How do we proceed? Is has anyone ever tried a podcast where it's a one game master versus one? Uh, one role player, player game before. Um, I think this has been attempted on a podcast, but not as like a premise. You know, like I, I, I think that uh, what I think of is beautiful anonymous, the Chris Gethard show, where he would have uh, anonymous call-ins. I think he got a call from a dungeon master, and he was like, "Why don't you run me through an adventure?" And I think she like kind of did a one-off thing, uh, like like D game but i don't know if anyone's ever done that where that like that's the idea um so i don't know um kevin is 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 wildly gesticulating at us well he's um, kevin kevin who has gone mute for some reason I, i'm assuming co- he's stage seven covid right now and this, this may, <laughs> maybe the last time we ever see kevin again um, i've never seen drier coughs on a webcam well kevin was saying um, about the music, you're saying no? I think I'm good. I, I like the only okay. music we have is recap music, and I don't know that we need recap music quite yet. Um, because there's nothing, there's nothing to recap, of course, right? Um, but yeah, I think we know about your uh, your your character. I think we can maybe start. I don't know, and I just want to say that I think I'm I'm pretty rusty. So if this doesn't go well, I'm learning. Well, I'll, I'll get the groove back, much like Stella. So I, I think I think uh, if it's bad, um, fucking. <laughs> Why don't you put uh, talk about it on Reddit? <laughs> that can be... But I, yeah. I fully don't expect uh, you know to be back in it. But you know, after a couple of these, I think you know if we're still bad, maybe yeah. we abort the whole concept. Maybe we're like Spencer, you're all washed up. You gotta no. You gotta I'm, hang I'm, up I'm, I am. I want to give Fuzzy Knuckles de Cavedo a proper chance. And also, if if, if that's too much of a mouthful, um, Fuzzy Knuckles de Cavedo, um, his his first name is his, yeah. His full name is. Uh, Francisco Fuzzy Knuckles de Cavedo, but if you want to just shorten it, some of his friends call him Knuckles. But mm-hmm. you you decide whatever you want to call Fuzzy Knuckles de Cavedo. Okay. Um, okay, so I guess let me just let me just read this little bit and we'll see where we go. It's not gonna be well whatever. I'll just start. Whatever. 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 Whatever that happened. Our journey It's about to happen. In- <laughs> Our this is about to happen. <laughs> Our ahead, journey This is happening, everybody. <laughs> what? This is this what? is that. If you're asking this, what is happening, this that this is about to be that. This is now what, become that. I am that. Yeah. This are of happening. Yes. What is now about Our, to happen will eventually have happened, and then it will be known as that. Okay, go ahead, Spencer. I'm sorry. I'm just excited. Our journey. Our journey begins in Saltmarsh, a dreary and rain-lashed fishing village that always seems to sap the life out of all those who live there. Though paradoxically, the village is often abuzz with activity, the dreary slog of dreary labors, laboring drearily up the dre- up and down the drenched docks. So, uh, like I said, just just that little blurb. You're in you're in Saltmarsh, 
It's a it's a it's a fishing village, kind of like a dock town. They got some fishing trade. There's a there's some trade routes that go down there. Um, I, we should talk about what's your relationship to Saltmarsh. I, I assume you're not completely unfamiliar with it. You're not like a stranger who's just rolling into town one day. But I don't think you're like an old hand either. You know, I don't think you're no. like one of the classic uh, uh, people who live there. So, so well, what's your what's your relationship? <clears throat> I'm an itinerant uh, traveler. I've been. To, there's probably not many dock towns uh, that you can sail to that I haven't set foot on, uh, and uh, wandered the streets and visited their taverns and uh, made love to various uh, species of peoples and uh, gotten in all sorts of uh, cling clangs and uh, and buckled swashes so yes have i been to salt marsh the answer is yes do i remember everything about it absolutely not uh it, all these towns spencer eventually blend sort of together um yeah the movies and the factories and every stranger's face i see reminds me what i used to be coming home um so yes i, I salt marsh not my favorite town however i i've i've I'm certainly no stranger to some of the locals if they if they're still alive, and uh, so yeah, I mean, basically, I used to be a military kind of you know like in in armies and things like that, and I left that just to become more of a traveler. I didn't like being stuck down in one town all the time, so I like the way of the sea because uh, I like leaving a town, as Lee Marvin said in. Uh, paint your wagon um i never saw a site that didn't look better looking back and so leaving a town is always great um so here i am again and now i'm kind of more or less sword for hire uh a friend in need uh and just a, a traveler out, 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 out on the look for more stories and adventures right um so yeah salt marsh isn't anyone's favorite town necessarily but it is a town and on this coast there's not a lot of civilization, so it's it's one of the few collections of kind of like human and common races uh, uh, living in a in a pretty what do you call it? like an area that's beset on all sides by by dangers. On the coast, there's pirates. On the inland, there's there's deadly forests full of monsters and stuff. It's not it's not the safest kind of uh, stretch of of land, um, but. In a town generally devoid of warmth, one of the only hot spots is O'Houlihan Pub, a shining beacon in the dark and a source of joy and community for all who know its merry walls. Its rough wood facade looks aged but manages to shrug off the rot most Saltmarsh buildings are doomed to. It has a simple sign bearing its name, O'Houlihan Pub, and two bright windows glowing in the blear almost like eyes beneath a jagged and rigid awning. You haven't been to, you know, you've probably been to all the all the pubs in this town, but one of the only ones that's not that bad is O'Houlihan. Um, there's another pub, but you're not exactly welcome in that pub. So, um, and, and there might even be more. Who even knows? But that's yeah. that's kind of in your. I don't know why you you happened upon this place. Maybe you were drawn to it. Maybe you're just strolling down, and it kind of spoke to you. But that's kind of what's going on right now. Yeah. This 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 town sounds a little bit like downtown San Diego. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> all right. So. Uh, I have I just like got off a ship, or am I? If I like, what's what? Where, what's my current situation? Am I am I just milling around town, or what? Let's say that like um, the ship that you were on um, has kind of docked. Um, they kind of let you off, and now it's not going to go back to sea for a while. But you don't necessarily think you're going to be going back with it. Um, they're they're 
you you'd have to talk to kind of the the ship captain to see what his plans are but that's kind of what you understood is that he's kind of dropping you off here and maybe you know he'll he'll come back or maybe someone else will come back that you can pick get picked up you you know you might be looking for for some work or something just because you're you're kind of you're kind of out of stuff to do right now you you were cruising around doing some stuff for a for a while but that's kind of ended and that kind okay. of campaign of, of tasks is, is over for you. So it's like, now now what, what, now what am I doing? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk straight into Ohulahan's pub. Yeah, Ohulahan pub. Um, inside the pub is warm and maybe a bit humid. Unmistakably, a meager hole in the wall with an uneven floor, seats and booths with broken cushions, but clean counters and a long bar. Several hanging lanterns light the place and the furnishings and decorations are themed in a strange purple and wooden style, often affixed with orange glass beads and large bestial teeth that lend to the, uh, that lend the place with an inviting yet disturbing charm. Adorning the ceiling is a massive purple whale's tongue, and the oldest thing in the bar is a rotting doorma- door- dartboard. As well, you, the, the other oldest thing in the bar is a frail, wispy man. The rest of the uh, patrons and objects in the bar appear much younger. Um, so yeah, there's like... There's like maybe eight people in the bar. There's the bar te- uh, the barkeeper. Um, there's this wispy old man. There's uh, some people that kind of look um, like dock workers, and then there's some people that kind of look like a like a motley collection of like adventurers and stuff. So so there's kind of like different different things going on. Um, but yeah, and just just I don't you know I don't know if this helps the audience so much, but I kind of envision the interior of this place looking a little bit like uh, the drawing room. Just yeah, for, you know, I, I was right. getting that. I was getting that distinct impression. I love it. Um, do? Uh, I walk up to is the is the old wispy old man? Is he behind the bar or is he is he a customer? Um, he's a customer. Yeah, the the bartender is old, but not as old. Like this guy looks like he's pushing eighty, maybe even ninety, which is unheard of in um, okay. you know, these times. And the barkeeper is maybe like fifty-five, sixty. Okay, is there is there, a, is there a seat or a stool next to the old man of the bar? Yeah, there's there's quite a few seats. It's 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 a, I'd say it's like less than half full right now. Okay, well I sit not right next to the old man because that's weird. I, mm-hmm. I I sit like a couple stools down and uh, order myself a uh, a beverage. All right, you you receive one beverage, uh, salt marsh, salt flats, salt beer. It's uh, it's one of the the kind of main brews around town. It's just made by a simple kind of uh, uh, uh a household tavern, not not tavern. What what do you call it? Like a household brewery operation that gotcha. supplies Ohulahan. There's other beers too, but that's it's kind of custom. You know, it's like uh, this is what the cool people drink. The hipsters drink this. All right, I uh, how many people are sitting at the bar? Uh, let's say okay. So there's there's four people. There's um okay. Um, uh, he, there's, there's a, uh, one of the guys that you recognize is like a cop. He's like the kind of lead of the captain's night, the night watch, uh, the captain of the night watch. So he's kind of like a sheriff, if you will. Um, there's okay. the old man. There's, um, the most interesting figure probably here is he looks like a large copper robot. He's like, you know, gleaming copper. Um, you know, these is, they're called Warforged. They're, they're essentially, you know, they have human minds or not human minds, but, you know, they're they're living creatures that that have a willpower. They're not like a weird automaton that follows orders or whatever. You know, they have free will and rights and stuff. Um, and then there's also uh, what looks like a scrawny kind of like drenched wet uh, tiefling who's uh, d- 
dark, dark uh, red, maybe like a maroon color. So right. those those guys are at the bar. The rest are kind of clustered into um, booths and stuff. Do Tabaxi, Tabaxi's have uh, like any like prejudices towards certain classes, or, or do other classes or races rather uh, have prejudices against them? Or are they pretty welcome wherever they go? I think yeah, they're pretty welcome. I I think that Tabaxi are kind of exotic. But, like, exotic races aren't necessarily seen with skepticism, and Tabaxi don't have bad reputation. Okay. Well, uh, I take out a, a gold piece, and I put it on the bar, and I I offer out loud in, in a good-natured way. So let's get a... Let, 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 let me get the bar a round of the salt marsh uh, salt beer. Uh, the barkeeper is like, ah, yes, splice, splice the main brace. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I should. Why, why didn't I say that? I have a fucking missed it. And, I, uh, I, can yeah, I? He, let's, let's 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 do another take. Let's do another take yeah, of that, Spencer. Take, take, I take it. I, I, Francisco Fuzzy Knuckles de Quevedo, take a gold piece out of my coin purse, and I say, gentlemen, I say we splice the main brace. Whoa, a cheer goes up and everyone's like, hurrah, and, you know, <laughs> sloshing uh, steins of beer, you know, slide about the table. And they're like, this guy, this motherfucking guy. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, hey, bartender. Whoa, uh, yo, what brings you, what brings you here, man? Uh, what happened to the old bartender? I, I've been here, but it's been some time and I'm usually pretty drunk by the time I leave. Uh, uh. What's your name? My name is Cool Dennis. The last barkeeper couldn't <laughs> hack it. Killed himself. Oh, dear. Cool Dennis. Oh, well, dear. uh Yeah, so what's, uh, what, what's, what's shaking in, uh, in Saltmarsh these days? Any, any action? Any fun? Any, any work to be had? Oh, nothing. There's a new religion going around the block. They're called the Cult of the Cool Eye. They're just kind of weird. They're, no one's doing anything super strange, but the cult of the cool eye has been trying to seek new adherents, trying to make their eyes cooler. Uh, um, the old wispy uh, man uh, kind of pipes up and goes, that's not very cool at all. What's really cool, and by cool I mean terrible, is the haunted house to the south. Like haunted house, like, like where like kids go and, uh, you know, they had... Just to have a good time. Oh, haunted house where kids go to get freaking murdered. <laughs> okay. By ghosts. Uh, My name's Hush Money. <laughs> What's yours? I am Francisco Fuzzy Knuckles de Quevedo. You can call me Fuzzy Knuckles. I'm going to call you Fuzzy Dick. You know what? Um, to each his own. It's It's... It's Salt Marsh. Take it easy. You gotta take it easy. Salt Marsh. All right, man. Like I said, there's ghosts in the haunted house. I'm the alderman, the leader of the Council of Olds in this town, and I'm also somewhat of a tax collector because no one's gonna push an old man around. Why would anyone push an old man around asking them for money? Well, maybe if you stop... Changing people's name into Dick at the end, and that—that's uh, that's one move. My bad, Fuzzy Knuckles. <laughs> I will Thank take you. that under advisement. But like I was saying, this house is full of ghosts, 
And these ghosts haven't been paying their taxes, if you know what I'm saying. Well, has any uh, has anybody tried to go in there and uh, kick these ghosts out and thwart these ghosts? Yeah, a couple people. But let me tell you, it's spooky as shit. They well, it sounds away. like a place. It sounds like a place I'd like to avoid. Well, he said, drinking his drinking his salt marsh. Salt well, beer. you seem like you aren't quite a coward, or are you? Because I'm looking for a strong, brave person, a, a person hoping to raise their stature among this town, to try and find the ghosts, exorcise them, or force them to pay back taxes. Well, I have no experience with ghosts. I'm more of a swords person, and uh, from what I know about ghosts, uh, you, it's hard to stab a ghost. Um, that might be true. Well, uh, let's see. So you're saying that if I, if I go in to just check out this haunted house and help the help the town out, I will be some, in some way kind of rewarded for the for, for the efforts. Oh yeah, and let me tell you, rumors abound that the haunted house is full of treasures. But we will compensate you for your efforts. You'd think the treasures would have been scuppered and cuppered and smothered with cheese by now, but the haunted house has repelled all who enter and killed more. I slam down my beer, and I slam down the mug, or whatever vessel it was served in, onto the bar. And I stand up, and I say, Everybody! My name is Fuzzy Knuckles. I don't know if any of you uh, are looking for a good time, but uh, I'm going to go down to that haunted house and see what's what. Any one of you that thinks that you're tough enough and got the stuff enough uh, and can get rough enough uh, is very welcome to come along with me. Uh, uh, if you want me, I'll be outside. And uh, if you don't have the guts, uh, stay exactly where you are. I will only be judging you silently. All right. Uh, so yeah, you head outside, and almost immediately after, uh, a, a large figure approaches, and it is the the copper uh, warforge that you saw earlier. He's he's gleaming in the lack of of sun, even even in the what do you call it, the overcast uh, 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 midday of today, the dreary coastal kind of uh, what do you call it, uh, bad haze, haze, the coastal haze, he inversion layer, brightly. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. <laughs> How did you know? We got a small um, inversion layer. It's going to blow off by 3 p.m. Let's go ahead. Uh, he goes, hello, baby. <laughs> it's the big bopper. The big copper. <laughs> the big copper. That's me, baby. I hey. heard you looking for a real man. Now, I may not got the guts, but I got the gears for what you're looking at. What's your name? Stout Copper Man. I am named the Big Copper. Oh, you just said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I don't really know how he talks other than just saying that one phrase. So I might just sound kind of weird. Uh, no, you, you sound like you could have a pretty successful music career as long as you stay out of airplanes. <laughs> I'll make a note of that. And also, what's an airplane? <laughs> I don't know. I'm drunk. I'll be honest. I I had a few before I came into the uh, to the Ohulahan pub. Um, so is it, is it is it just going to be the two of us, or what do you think? I'll tell you what. 
No one else seemed to move. I really thought a lot of people would jump at the opportunity, but they did not. Well, we got a cat, we got a, a tin man, and I think if we had a scarecrow, we'd be fucking good to go. I say, let's roll the dice, uh, as they say, uh, Big Copper, and uh, let's, uh, do, do you know the way to the, uh, the, Hush Money said it was to the south, uh, so uh, I think the south, judging by the by the sun up in the clouds there, uh, is this way, so do, do, do you know the, the location of this house? Uh, no, it's actually maybe, I mean, yes. <laughs> okay. It's a couple look, miles hey, look, down south. We, we've all had a few drinks, so it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, I, uh, we start, I, I start walking off and assume, assuming he'll follow me down the road. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> just to, you know, this is some bit, bit of housekeeping, but Kevin is saying Spencer, you, five you, minutes you, left. You, you, yeah, we, we we have to close up shop here soon because Cali Kazoo is coming in uh, in a couple minutes. So, uh, I, I want to pause to say that Spencer, any, any concerns that you had that you might be rusty, I don't think so. You're making me very happy right now. This is uh, this is <laughs> uh, Kevin even gave you a, a silent thumbs up and uh, <laughs> yeah, well that's good. Um, so yeah, but but should we should we uh, like just kind of do plugs or closing plugs or should we keep going a couple more? Yeah, minutes I mean, I, uh, I mean, I, I will say, me and Big Copper walking off towards a spooky haunted house qualifies as a cliffhanger, and we will take it up next time. And uh, no doubt there will be some spooky action. Uh, what do you got to plug, Spencer? Um, yeah, okay. So uh, what do I got to plug? Oh, I stream on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash The Sixler. I have, um, if you if you did think that, oh, Spencer still got it, then baby, you got to check out the Sixler.itch.io. That's where I um, that's where I sell my my D and D modules. I have two D and D modules for sale. This isn't really a plug related to me, but if you like D and D related content, if you think I'm good, or even if you think I'm bad, you should check out Rude Tales of Magic, uh, a D and D podcast with some really funny people, um, uh, DM'd by Branson Reist, who really makes me look like a whole pile of shit. It's I don't really like a lot of D and D podcasts that exist, but like his is one of the only ones I can stomach. And when I say can stomach, that sounds negative, but it's like one of the best D and D podcasts I've ever heard. And so I think that anyone who who kind of likes what we're doing would probably like that happens. Um, he he says that he's inspired by people, including me. But I take that as an insult because he's so much better. It's like so frustrating. And like one of the things like that, like it hangs in my head when we do this stuff and or that when we were even just pitching the podcast, you know, was that like, oh, man, like I'm not going to be able to hold a candle to this fucking guy. But yeah, so that's all I got. What about you? Um, first of all, there's only one you, Spencer. So don't you don't have to compare yourself to anybody because uh, there's only one you. Um, I've got a show called uh, a, a live Zoom show. If you go to houseseats.live, I'm doing uh, Who's Live Anyway with me, Ryan Styles, Greg Proops, Joel Murray, and two very, very, very special guests who you will not want to miss. It's improv and us kind of hanging out, shooting the breeze and being dingalings. Uh, it's called Streamweavers uh, because I believe we can improv through the night. So go to who's li uh, house seats. Dot live for that. That's going to be March 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific time, uh, California time. So take it easy. And also, go, if you're interested in uh, my journey of me trying to write a book, I'm working on some of my stories and putting them into book form. And I have a Patreon called Storytime with Jeff B. Davis. Go check it out. I, uh, I make videos. I do dumb stuff. It's a fun Discord. 
Uh, lots of good talk about D&D &D and books and uh, music and uh, writing and all that kind of stuff. And lots of goofiness. Let's thank Kevin Day one more time. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I forgot. I, I, I'm also going to be starting a Spytreon to uh, own Jeff's Patreon and kind of just crush it into the dirt. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> Look uh, forward you, for you, that. We're going to destroy this man. Yes, you can also find me on the uh, on the Mountain Dew uh, finding app. Uh, there's a new flavor called uh, Middle Aged Improviser. Uh, you can find me in stores around you. Uh, I, thank you so much, everybody who's listened so far. Thank you for all the fun comments on uh, online and on our socials and all that jazz. Um, we'll we'll be adding music and all kinds of uh, all kinds of good new stuff. Spencer, very fun hanging out with you. Yeah, um, man. Um, and Kevin wants us to say that uh, after this show is going to be the Cali Kazoo show with special guest Kate Freund. And then oh, stick shit? around for a brand new found crap from Rob Schaub with a live unpack the crap with Rob and Kate and Kevin. If he can fix Zoom hours of more live stuff on Trob TV coming up next. And if you're watching live on TrobHomeVideo.com or uh, 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 mentioned that all of the above, if you're. I don't know what this part says, but we could also plug that we might be doing live shows most Sundays at 3 p.m. going forward. So, yeah, this this will hopefully be our our time slot unless, you know, we can we can knock Callie's show off the off the block. Well, she's supposed to go on in one minute. So I think we'll end it right there. Thank you so much. Hey, Spencer, I got to ask you a question. And it's a one word answer. Uh -huh. What what just happened? That.